Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We Ooh. hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Happy New Year 2023. You know, people were really upset that Andy and Anderson were not allowed to drink. It was all anyone could talk about. They were particularly upset that Don Lemon wasn't getting drunk. Oh, I saw that. I'm going to have an unpopular opinion. I understand why this new rule was instated because Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon deliver hard-hitting news to us. It gets a little dicey when you see Don Lemon getting drunk and getting his ear pierced and then like having to report on an insurrection. You know what I'm saying? No, no, for sure. And I also feel like not that we have any inkling of an idea of like what they experience, but we like kind of do in that like we know what it takes to host something and be like on camera. And it's like you don't want to be intoxicated when you're doing that. <laughs> you could not pay me enough money to be drunk on camera. I mean, I would just wake up with so much regret. Yeah. I feel like it's probably also a personal choice. Andy Cohen's personal brand is just being belligerent. So that lines up. Were they upset with anything that Anderson Cooper has ever said? Or was it just Andy Cohen's remarks? No, they didn't take it away because of any particular reason. They took it away because there is a new... There's a new boss in town and it's all connected. So it's Warner Brothers Discovery. They own CNN. The new David Zasloff came in, killed CNN Plus a month after it launched. Billboards were literally still waiting to dry when they killed the service. And there's been a lot of, you know, entertainment moves. You know, they killed Batgirl. Minx is no longer going to be on HBO Max. They're getting rid of shows right and left. And, you know, CNN is trying to win back the conservative viewer now because their ratings have not been great. So they decided to cut out the alcohol component. And I don't think you have to be drunk to have fun. But I will say it was highly entertaining to watch Anderson Cooper giggle like a schoolgirl after taking a few shots. Totally. They should be able to just have like a glass of champagne or something. Have a, like a drink an hour, but like don't do the shots. You know what I mean? Keep it composed. Andy Cohen had said something last year about Ryan Seacrest's show being like bad or whatever. But they're friends. Are they friends? Because then Ryan Seacrest was going right back at them. Like, I don't need to drink to be able to have a great yeah. high rated show. Well, Ryan Seacrest, he doesn't drink, but I don't know what that man does to be able to do all the things that he does. But it was a very mellow New Year's. And I feel like that was the general consensus of everyone I knew and followed on Instagram. It was a like casual, cute and cozy in your PJs celebrating, you know, either a New York midnight or like once it was midnight, then you were like in bed. Like no one got wasted and went to a club. The new vibe 
is celebrating East Coast New Year's at 9 p.m. If you are anywhere outside of the East Coast. If you're in the East Coast, you can do European time. But for me, let's have a dinner from 7 to 10, celebrate at 9, and be in bed. I woke up this morning feeling fantastic. I did not get drunk. I feel incredible. I cleaned my entire bathroom. I am cleaning my office. This is the life I want to lead in 2023. That's how you want to kick off the new year, not being hungover, hugging your toilet seat. I think alcohol is out for 2023. I'm telling you. I think alcohol, I think that the sobriety movement is going to be in full force this year. And if anything, edibles and weed are going to be the focus. Although I have to say on TikTok, the children... I am shocked when I get on TikTok and see how many young men and women doing their get readies with me. They're like, I'm so hungover, but we're going to go back out and rally. And I get it. Like, they're young. I'm like, I can't believe that you're posting this on the internet. Well, I can't believe the shit that I posted when I was in college drinking, but... Entire Facebook albums. I know. For one night. One night. One night. But no, I agree. California sober is what they call it, right? Marijuana, mushrooms you know, anything like of the earth. But I did read this article that said that Gen Zers are more sober curious than any other generation previously. They're just less likely to drink. Wow. I know. Yeah. Get started early, friends. You're not going to miss out on anything. Trust. You'll probably just miss out on like losing your dignity and pride which nobody wants that anyways. So you'll miss out on calling your ex-boyfriend 45 times after a night out. So just stay the path. Alcohol, within reason, can be lovely. Give me an artisanal cocktail. Yeah, or like a nice glass of wine. Yes, give me the half-baked harvest Christmas punch that you can make. And it looks good and it tastes good. I'm not about this. Let's take a shot life. No, I can't tell you the last time I took a shot. Cannot. The peer pressuring of drinking, no more. I think I was forced into taking a shot recently, and I think I literally dumped it over my shoulder. Where was I, Sarah? I'm like, where was I last night? My brain kaput. I can't even tell you. This is this is why you shouldn't drink, everyone. Look at years later, it's affecting <laughs> our brain cells. No, just kidding. I, I agree. The only thing I'm worried about is that people get a little like preachy and then they sort of start to advocate for like supplements and stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're going to just get pitched so much non-alcoholic beverages that cost a hundred dollars and then it has all these adaptogens in it. If I want an adaptogen, I'm going to find a magic mushroom and go to fucking town. Okay. I'm not drinking your $75 can of whatever the hell it is. Let's just get real. Speaking of other outs, so many of you may have seen on Instagram, there are these in and out lists, which I personally love. I love reading what is out for other people and what other people are ushering in or what they think is going to be popular this year. So I figured we should do some beauty in and outs. What are we leaving behind and what are we going to be celebrating in 2023? And I have many thoughts that may be controversial. That's why you all listen to Los Angeles, right? A little controversy (laughs) here, but I will say this. I'm not saying any of these things to judge any specific group. 
they're coming from a place of fact in some instances. And I'll explain what that means in a minute. So also in facts. Yes. Facts are in. Facts. Science. Making sure you have looked into something before you share it on your Instagram story. Yes. Thinking twice, double checking, rereading something. Finding the source. Yes. And on that note, scams. Scams are out, especially with like the beauty scams. I have fallen for it on Instagram so many times. Not like a true scam, but I'm like, oh my God, this device looks really cool. And it's like going to like change the way I shave my legs or something. Yes, Sarah, I don't know what device you're talking about, but it's always with the fucking shaving of the legs. Yes, or shaving something. Or getting rid of pores on your legs. Yeah, I can't remember what device it was. And then I read the reviews. And then, of course, Allure had written an article about like this device. And they were like, it doesn't work. I saw somebody post. It was actually T with MD, who we have had on the pod before. She's a dermatologist. And she posted a stitch of someone that was like, my legs went from this. And it was like, you could see, you know, the black pores on the legs to this. And it was literally like a five-year-old's legs. Waka waka. Like no hair. Like not the same skin tone. And she cuts the stitch off right as they're showing the product they used. But I caught it and it was truly. And by the way, that is why we never talk about this brand on the podcast. I refuse to support this brand on many levels. That brand in particular is constantly scamming people with their marketing. I'm like, you cannot put a mask or any type of body product on your legs and go from that leg to the after leg in this universe, (laughs) in this reality. There's no way. Maybe if you were in the freaking metaverse, but there is no way that works. It's insane to me and truly does this all the time. How is that legal? I mean, it shouldn't be. So beauty company must pay the FTC $1.6 million for falsely labeling products as organic and vegan. Well, there you go. A beauty brand that hawks lip plumpers and CBD infused facial masks has been accused of falsely labeling its products as organic and vegan. Miami-based Truly Organic will pay $1.7 million to settle a FTC complaint. And basically, it revealed that the Truly Organic, which was the name at one point, contained no organic ingredients and that they were not even vegan, including ingredients like honey and lactose. So scams are out, man. Scams are out. Facts are in. Anna Delvey, (laughs) goodbye. We're no longer supporting scammers. 2022 really was the year of the scammers. And then, I mean, there's always scams in beauty, but I'm done with it. What else, Kirby? What's in? In 2023, millennials and Gen X. Out. Gen Z. Sorry, babes. Oh, listen, Gen Z listeners. We love you dearly. (laughs) Lexi White, we love you dearly. (laughs) Get out, sister. Obviously, like Gen Z is the future. There just needs to be like a respect for millennials and Gen X, you know? So there's so much hatred on social media for millennials, specifically from Gen Z. I think that this year is when the tables are going to turn and millennials (laughs) and Gen Xers are going to use their superpowers not to like be mean or like to go back at Gen Zers, but like we're going to get the respect we finally deserve. But on this note, in the beauty community, I think brands are going to stop focusing on that Gen Z consumer so much. And they're going to be really focused on the people that A, have the have money. money, and B, 
actually need these products, that the people that are craving the results, that they want to see the results, that they're going to turn these people into repeat consumers because they have the lines, the wrinkles, the pigmentation, the whatever it is that their product is, you know, catering to. So that's specifically what I was thinking about when I said this. Not that I am a Gen Z hater. Trust me, I have immense respect for Gen Z. I follow a bunch of Gen Zers on TikTok. Yeah, we celebrate their creativity. They take no bullshit from anyone. They're super woke. I've learned so much. I've learned so much from Gen Z. But at the same time, they hate us. Yeah. And blame us. I'm like, uh, <laughs> and blame. sorry that I have student loans. Like that's not on me. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. I just don't want to see a TikTok of a Gen Zer telling me that the way I do my Instagram stories is cringe. Okay. It's my Instagram story. If I want to put a location tag on my Instagram story, I will do that. Sarah, I saw an Instagram story that literally was like, if you put a location tag on your Instagram story, it is cringe. Instead, do the little, like the little pin and then write out where you are. I'm like, that negates the whole purpose of using the tag. Why would you do that? They said it's more aesthetically pleasing. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm If I'm using a location tag. There's a point for geolocation tags. It's so that people can like see where I'm at so they could potentially go. Tangent. All right. In dirty aesthetic. Oh my God. I was just about to say out where it looks nicer. This is something that I appreciate about Gen Z is that so many of them are like, I don't care what my Instagram grid looks like. This photo is like me without any makeup. You know what I mean? Like so many of them, more of that energy. So you're talking about curation. You're talking about curation is out and just haphazard posting is in. Yes. So I'm talking about literally how somebody looks. It's going to be like the messy under eye. It's going to be the very texturized hair, not completely quaffed, not this like super glassy skin, smudgy lips. It's not going to be this like pristine looking, I hate the term clean girl aesthetic in general because it caters to a very specific type of girl. But I think that we're leaning harder into grunge and that like 90s type era this year. That's one look I think we'll see become really popular. In, caring about the planet, out, clean as a marketing term. Yes, again, falls under scams. I think that this Sephora class action is really going to change how brands market themselves moving forward. I am interested. I would love to talk to someone at Sephora to see if they've taken pause on even like their clean at Sephora label and how they want to move forward with this because of this class action. Because we don't know really what's going on. I don't think this will go anywhere, but who knows? Maybe they'll have to settle out and pay someone a ton of money just because that's how class actions tend to work. But totally, I think that the consumer is now starting to get savvy. You know, all the experts in the industry have known for years, this term is not regulated. It means nothing. The brands self-govern, so it can mean really anything. Now the consumer is starting to get savvy and it's kind of backfiring on the brands because clean was a better version of a product. And now people, <laughs> they think they have the knowledge and they're going, yeah, well, you have these two ingredients and together they produce fuel. And it's like, yeah, at certain levels and not in this particular formulation. No, totally. The knowledge is not power type of thing in a way. Yeah. Clean 
non-toxic out in asking where your ingredients are actually sourced and learning like more about the formulations. Also out recyclable packaging, refillable packaging. Ooh, you think so? Well, no, I don't think so completely, but I think you can't just create a refillable packaging for a makeup product and, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and feel like you're, you know, doing your part. We need some more innovation in that regard and just do less packaging. (laughs) I think this is interesting because I think the people that are going to have to lead the way on that are the retailers, actually. So this it, it kind of sucks because if you are not in a retailer, it may be harder for you to do this. But I think to set a standard to show that people are actually thinking about this, it's going to have to be the Ultas and Sephora's doing things like limiting the amount of, let's say there's an eyeshadow palette. You can buy the eyeshadow palette the first time, right? But then you're limiting the amount of those palettes that are available maybe in your store and you're encouraging people to buy singles. So then singles would be available to purchase instead of having to buy an entire palette with the packaging. That would also probably cut the cost for a lot of people. So maybe they want three eyeshadows from this particular palette or having pumps. It's like a co-op going in and getting it refilled. Yeah, I want the Kosas Revealer Foundation. I'm going to bring in my recyclable thing. I'm going to get my pumps and then I'm going to pay according to my refill or whatever. I know we have such a far way to go. I know that, you know, a lot of brands are already thinking about that. And I know that we're an exception because we get sent so much stuff. But like there are so many refillable packages that I have that I just have to end up throwing away. Yeah. So it's just a lot. And I know that everyone is trying to make an honest effort. I think another look that's going to be really popular is going back to classic looks. Red lips, red nails, French tips, cat eye, these tried and true, almost old Hollywood looks. And I think trends will be on the way out. I don't know how much longer TikTok can keep up with this model of a new trend every other week. I don't think it's sustainable for anyone. And I think people are really going to be searching for creators or makeup artists that have a specific aesthetic that they want to adhere to. Not that This look is constantly changing all the time based on like what trend's going on. iPhone beauty innovations are in. I think using your phone to scan your face. Oh, yes. Okay, like AI. AI is going to be huge this year. Like you're going to be able to get a whole regimen. I think we mentioned this on a past episode just by scanning your face with your iPhone. I think devices are going to take a backseat. I don't think they're out, but I think people are going to be less focused on wanting to use a device. Maybe on the note of like the scamming stuff, like just focusing on the ones that actually work and investing in like one or because we can go back into the clinics and see our derms get like the professional treatments. Yes. Instead of having to spend our money on 100 devices. Lastly, the rise of the makeup artist again. Hallelujah. Celeb and influencer brands are out. I think every makeup launch or skincare launch or hair launch we see is going to be from like the legit professionals that have been doing it a long time. Can media be back? Bring back the magazine. Bring back the beauty journalist over the influencer. Love. All right. So those are the ins and outs. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Call the hotline. Tell us your personal ins and outs. We might share it on next Tuesday's episode. We would love to hear from you. Or I like Marie, our friend Marie Lodi's version. She's like hot or not list. (laughs) Yes. 
What are your hot or nots? <laughs> Call us at 424-341-0426. All right, Sarah, let's quickly get into our wife's. Just real quick. I feel like yours is a good wife. I'm very excited about this. Oh my gosh. I have been dying to talk about this product. You know, Kirby and I love dental hygiene here on the pod. We love to take care of our teeth. I was recently sent the new Oral-B IO series toothbrushes. I was sent two. I kept one and accidentally gave away the nicer one to my brother-in-law. Merry Christmas. He deserves it. He like is a hardworking man. And apparently the last time he bought an electric toothbrush was like 10 years ago. Talk about sustainable. I mean, replacing the toothbrush heads, but like, I was like, wow, okay, you need a new one. The times are changing. And yes, these toothbrushes are very high tech, but they're also really affordable. So the one that I am currently using is the IO series for rechargeable electric toothbrush. So you can like link it to your phone and it can like tell you, you know, it's all the things that maybe other toothbrushes do where it's like it has the timer and it vibrates when you're done. I was reading the reviews and someone was like, it's like a sandblaster for your teeth. And I 100% agree. Like I, I know I should still be flossing and I do, but I haven't been flossing every day like I normally do because I just feel like I don't need to with this toothbrush. Like it really gets in there in the nooks and crannies. And at first, when I started using it, there's like three different light colors. It's like red, white, and green around the base of the toothbrush. And it was like changing different colors. And I was like, what's with this light show? But it actually is so that you know the amount of pressure that you're applying on your teeth. And so if it's red, you're going too hard. And if it's white, you're too soft. Wow. And then green is like, you're perfect. It's almost like a game. <laughs> like you're just like trying to maintain that green. And then it taught me that it's no surprise here because I'm just like so aggressive all the time. I was like in the red and like my gums are bleeding. Like I'm just going too hard all the time. I need to be a little less abrasive on my teeth. And then they have four different settings, sensitive, whitening, daily clean, super sensitive, you know, if you have really sensitive teeth. And I know that there's like so many other really, really fancy electric toothbrushes out there. This series included, like I said, I gave my brother-in-law the, the series five one, which has one more other setting, I guess. And then I think more capabilities via the app, but you really just need this $80 toothbrush. I swear to you, it's like one of those things where you can't stop feeling your teeth after with your tongue. Like it's like, oh my God, my teeth feel so clean. Okay. So you have the IO series four, which is on sale for $80 from $100, but there's also the series five, series six, series seven, G, eight, and nine. And the series nine is $300. Do you brush your teeth for me? What do you do? It says interactive color display, 3D teeth tracking with AI. This is too much for me. AI is scary, man. I'm sorry. AI freaks me out. I'm not about that life. Yeah. Like you can see the different quads. It also like gives you a score. Like I don't have time for that. Yeah. Don't judge me. Just let me do my thing. Yeah. Just let me know if I'm like applying the right pressure. Although I'm sure that if I got the $300 one, I'd probably love it too. But I love like an under $100 toothbrush. If you're one of your resolutions is dental hygiene, pick this one up. Love this. Love this. I love an electric toothbrush, so I really want to pick this one up. For $80? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to Target to get this. This is a good one. So Glams, if you were at the 
Los Angeles Live event, you know what this is. There's a new mascara in town, a new clean mascara. And yes, we are highly critical of clean marketing. Or if you were just watching Gwen Stefani's Instagram and you saw her call Kirby out. Yeah, I was shooketh by that. Oh, put it in the jar. Put it in the jar. I said shooketh. We're 38 minutes into the new year. (laughs) Okay, I got to mark this somewhere. I'm sorry. I got to mark it. Dang it. Y'all, I said shooketh was out for me personally in the new year. I'm trying to stop saying that word. So there's a new mascara and clean mascaras, notoriously for me as a mascara fiend, don't work. They constantly smudge. They flake. They don't give me the volume or the length. And I want glamour with my lashes. Okay. I'm not trying to look like a little fawn with these little tiny lashes. I need like gargantuan lashes that are thick and long and look good. Is it because of the beeswax? You need the beeswax? I need the beeswax, you know? I need it. Yeah. I think Tower 28 makes an incredible clean mascara, Make Waves. It's one of my favorite mascara launches of 2022. One qualm I have with that particular mascara, though, I'm not a big fan of the curve of the brush. The curved brush is not ideal for me because I like to maneuver my brush up, down, sideways. And when you have that curve, it's very hard. Also, not everybody's eye shape is the same. So the curve doesn't necessarily touch all of my lashes the same way it makes somebody else's, okay? Yeah, no, that makes sense. But that's still an amazing mascara. And I I literally have it in my mascara wardrobe. I've been using Give Beauty's Can't Stop Staring Mascara for the last two months. And people have been asking me, what is on your lashes? What is on your lashes? Are you wearing fake lashes? What is on your lashes? It's been this mascara the whole time. I was wearing it at the IRL event. We talked about it there. Everybody went home with one. So Glams, now you can talk about it. They announced it on my birthday, oddly, last week, December 27th. It's now available on Sephora.com on the 3rd today. And then it will also be available in stores, I think, on the 4th. This mascara does not flake. It does not smudge. It has a plastic pointed wand. So if you're a bristle brush, if that's the type of brush you lean towards, which is my personal preference, you may not like this mascara. That being said, I love it. And I prefer a bristle brush. It has a plastic pointed wand and then it has a ball at the tip. So it kind of reminds me of the Benefit Their Real wand in a way, but the little bristles, the plastic bristles are more separated than Benefits. And I think they actually have more of them, but I like it because I can get really, really into my inner and outer corner on the top and bottom lashes. It helps with separation and reduces clumping. If you deal with clumping a lot, you may want to try a plastic wand because plastic wands are meant to help reduce clumping and help separate. So that's like a fun fact. But I, I love it. It gives me the drama that I want from my lashes. If you're looking for like a really natural type of lash, you're not going to like this. This is not for you. Go on the Sephora website. You will see that these lashes, <laughs> they are out there. Okay. They're very, very prominent and they look glamorous and dramatic, which is my entire vibe. So it's $20 available at Sephora. That's a good price. I think it's a great price. And Glams, you can now start posting about it if you desire. Also, if you like this mascara, go and review it on sephora.com and let them know that you got to test this out ahead of time because of Los Angeles. 
All right, let's quickly get into some news. There's a little bit of news. Sarah, did you know that Gen Z can't use a regular curling iron? I can't. I can't. So I found this really interesting. There's, let's just play the TikTok. I'm going to play it. Okay, this is my final attempt on curling my hair with this thing. Coat, the hair, and the heat protectant. So go down and curl. Wait, curl this? No, curl this way. No, curl this way. No, no, I don't know. Okay, a girl said to twist and tuck, but that piece just fell out. Don't look at that. I now know that this smoke is from the heat protectant. Okay, okay. Oh no. How do you do the bottom part? Okay, I swear I'm not stupid. I just, I don't understand. So there's a, there's a Gen Z girl and she's trying to use a barrel curling iron with a clamp and she cannot figure it out. Which is like curling iron 101. I started using that when I was 12 years old. She could not figure it out. And this lovely millennial was like, I'm going to teach you. This is how you do it. And she was giving her the best instructions, like leave the ends out because those are going to be the easiest to curl and you don't want those to be clamped up and you have to actually twist it and make sure you twist away. Or if you want this look, you twist in. Such a lovely video. It was so, so kind because a lot of people were dragging this girl being like, it's a curling iron, get a grip. And I was at first trying to think like, why does she not know how to use a curling iron? Like, what is she using? And I think there's two things at play here. One, I think Gen Z uses wands a lot where they wrap the hair around. And I also think that maybe some of them have been more conditioned to use like a Dyson air wrap. Right. I was going to say the air wrap or the beach styler, Sarah Potempa beach waver. Yeah. The beach waver where they don't have to actually do anything. Or they're doing using their straightening iron and doing the little the S wave. Yeah. They're not doing the traditional curl with their flat iron. And it reminded me of when we were younger. We were using curling irons and that was that was second nature to us. We just that's what we used. We didn't have wands. We didn't have the beach waver or Dyson Air Wrap. I still can't use a wand. I I can use a wand, but what I could not use and could not figure out for the life of me and make my hair look good were hot rollers, which is what our parents used. Totally. Gen Z now loves hot rollers and they're using hot rollers all the time and they are so good at it. I still to this day cannot use a hot roller. Separating your hair is so challenging. It is. And for me, it's like I can whip through my hair with a curling iron. No big deal. Same with the wand. And the hot rollers, my hair doesn't stay. My hair always looks frizzy. It always looks frizzy. Yeah. Maybe we need someone to teach us. Maybe we need a Gen Zer. Yeah, never looks good. But I did find it really interesting. And I'm like, I wonder if it's just because there haven't been like really any huge innovations in the curling iron industry. We love T3, right? And they're always coming out with like a new version of a curling iron. But there's never been something that's like helping teach people how to properly use a curling iron that makes sense. Is it because people are now, you know, stepping away from using too many hot tools that are like damaging to your hair, even though I still use my curling iron all the time? I know, but that wouldn't explain why they're like still using the Dyson hair wrap or... Well, because it technically is better for your hair, right? Yeah, but it's still heat styling. You know what I mean? It's not like they're not doing anything to their hair. Yeah. I wonder. Isn't that wild? I saw that and I was like, interesting. 
Are Gen Zers using round brushes to like blow out their hair, you think, too? I don't know. That's bizarre. I'm going to share this TikTok because it really, I felt, was a very lovely, generous tutorial on how to properly use a curling iron. <laughs> I watched it. She did a great job. I will say, my I cannot, like, as much as I love my air app so, so much, I cannot live without my curling iron, like my T3. I use my curling iron a lot, but I mean, I use my air wrap every day, so. You need both. Buckle fat removal. We talked about this when Chrissy Teigen got it. So this is trending. A lot of people are speculating that Leah Michelle, Miley Cyrus, a lot of different people have gotten buckle fat removal and it's starting to trend, especially on TikTok. Buckle fat removal is nothing new. We've talked about this, I think, multiple times outside of the Chrissy Teigen thing. But what it is, is they take the inside part of your cheek, that fat, they cut it off. I mean, I think you can be awake for it. Yeah, I think Dr. Ana Guanche, she has a lot of clients that do this and it takes away the under part of your cheekbone. So it gives you a more hollowed look. And there are pros to cons to this. This gives you like the snatched look that may be on trend right now. It can change your face shape. Con is as you get older and you naturally lose fat in your face, it's going to make you look more gaunt. And that's like not something that comes back. And as far as I know, I don't think there's a remedy to return it to its natural state. So you do have to be very careful. One trend I'm really liking on TikTok right now is I have a round face. I'm going to show you how I do my makeup to accentuate my cheeks, to accentuate like all of these things that are really positive in the round face. It's a lot of people that have rounder cheeks and fuller cheeks that are getting this. And I mean, listen, like the people that have gotten it, I don't think look bad. I think they look beautiful. But I am worried about the long-term ramifications they're going to experience as they age. Absolutely. And Refinery did an article. And one of the questions that we answered is, are the results reversible? And correct, Kirby, you cannot reverse it. Once you take it out, you can't put it back in. So just think about that in the long term. It's like if you you bite the inside of your cheek. Let's just maybe do some research before we dive into buckle fat removal. Okay, finally, there's a few innovations at CES that I think are interesting. CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. It happens every January. It kind of sets the tone of like what we can expect to see tech-wise. You know, what's interesting is sometimes, like I've been to CES and I always look forward to the stories about what's out there. A lot of the stuff that I have seen or read about over the years has never really taken off or come to fruition. Totally. Especially in beauty, like don't you want to see the things that you're creating like actually start to take off? Opti, you know that device Opti, where it essentially is like a printer that covers up your hyperpigmentation. I saw that at CES in I think 2019 or 2018. Really cool innovation. They started selling it. It was incredibly expensive and I got one and it was not user-friendly and it took way too much time. So they need to go back to the drawing board on that, unfortunately. <laughs> it's always these printers, like the the YSL lipstick printer that like they debuted at CES a few years ago or whatever that was like $400 or whatever and seems so cool in theory, which is what you want when you're like at CES. You want to like something showy, but like in actuality is not user-friendly, like you said. So it says the CES 2023 Innovation Awards have recognized beauty tech honorees for the event taking place January 5th through 8th. The recipients feature envelope pushing concepts in tech. So 
Amora Pacific. It's the Cosmochip device. And it says that it's an at-home beauty device that creates skincare on the spot using an active chip which contains waterless active formulations. When the selected chip is inserted, water flows into the chip with a specially designed path to provide a balanced blending of water and active formulations to complete the final skincare product. This is just a quote from like someone at the company. This is interesting to me because it it's kind of focusing on the trend of Water, well, it's not necessarily waterless because, you know, they put water in it, but it leads into the freshness of your products and knowing that you're making it there on the spot so you know how long it's going to take before it expires, etc. And it can be as like efficacious <laughs> as possible because you're like activating it there. Yes. I don't know if people necessarily care about this entirely. Also, like when you look at the photo of the actual setup, like who has the room. It's pretty big. And I don't know, maybe this is something that they would sell to other companies to like have people make stuff in store. Okay. That could be interesting in my opinion. I mean, this is at the consumer electronics show. I don't know if the consumer is ready for this in particular. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's like a price point or anything. Oh, it's got to be like minimum $300. I don't see anything that mentions like when and where it'll be available. I mean, this is innovation. So it may take a few years for it to even come out. I will say I love Amori Pacific and they are extremely, extremely ahead of the game when it comes to like technology, obviously. So maybe they're onto something, maybe not this specific device, but we'll be seeing more of this. I think it would be interesting to see this in retailers or at, you know, storefronts and things like that. That's where I think it makes the most sense. If they could like sell this tech to other companies. The next innovation award winner or honoree is the Lifen hair dryer. It is designed to dry any kind of hair in half the time of regular hair dryers at a reduced noise level. And it says the portability, along with a lightweight and compact design, enables it to fit in a regular handbag or suitcase. It looks literally identical to the Dyson Supersonic. I was going to say, like, I wonder how well the Supersonic is doing. It's never been discounted. So people are still using it and buying it. I still use mine because even though I love my air wrap, it's not as powerful of a hairdryer with the hairdryer attachment. Totally. I love how powerful my Supersonic is. But this is really interesting to me because it looks like a complete and total ripoff. It does, but maybe it's uh, it's got to be smaller. It is. So I'm looking at pictures and it is a lot smaller. But let's look up. It says our story. Lifen was established in 2019. And it was inspired that a well-developed motor can improve the performance of an appliance significantly and that it's a high-speed hairdryer balancing a perfect user experience with an economical price. So basically, they're trying to be a competitor to the Dyson Supersonic. I got the Shark Flex Style, and I'm going to try it ASAP because I want to see how it uh, compares because every review that I've read is like... This is, product is great. And it's like half the price. Yeah. So this this particular product, you could buy it right now. The Life in Swift high-speed hairdryer is $169.99 on sale. It's typically $200. 
one third of the price of a Dyson Airwrap and half of the price of a Supersonic. Comes in a variety of colorways, five different colorways. It's a smaller version of a Dyson Supersonic. It says that it dries the hair faster and more efficiently. It fights frizz and enhances shine and it's quiet. I'm curious because a lot of people talk about you know, the Dyson products not being worth it because of their price. And for me, I love Dyson hair products because I have seen the transformation in my actual hair from not being fried off using heat styling so consistently. And of course, I used to be blonde for a very long amount of time that contributed. But like the health of my hair is so much better just from almost exclusively using the Dyson Airwrap for the last four years. And I'm curious, the thing that I can't find on the Lifen website is if it actually helps protect the hair and it's heat controlled. Does it talk about the Coanda effect? There's no Coanda effect because it's not the air wrap. You know what I mean? You're right. I, I was totally thinking of something else. But is it the same technology as the supersonic is what I was going to ask? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is that patented? Some of the technology has to be patented from the supersonic. Yes, It says it's self-developed for an affordable price. Self-developed? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, but this is funny because it feels like they are like truly calling out Dyson. It says, how can we offer cutting edge technology for a third of the price? Simple. We created the science and technology ourselves, which means you can enjoy a high-end product without the high-end price tag. The fastest dryer on the planet. No more spending all morning blasting away at your hair with heat. Life in Swift dries 5.5 times faster than traditional dryers so you can look great and get on with your day. No frizz, no fuss. Negative ion technology, which honestly, negative ion tech is not new. Every product uses this basically. Boosts shine, smoothness, and overall health of your hair to reduce frizz and dryness every time. It doesn't talk about temperature control, which I'm interested to hear more about. Have you seen the Zuvi Halo Hair Dryer? Yes, I have it here. I have it. I need to try it. Okay, I have it too, and I have not tried it, but that one also looks very similar to the Supersonic. It's more expensive than this Lifen, but it's cheaper than the Supersonic's 349, but it also won an Allure Best of Beauty. It uses infrared light as well. But yeah, interesting that all of these people are like, no, we can do it better. Yeah. And I mean, Dyson's whole thing, if you Google Dyson Supersonic, the first thing that comes up is an ad from Dyson. And it says, Dyson Supersonic hair dryer, intelligent heat control. And it says it's engineered to protect hair from extreme heat damage with fast drying. I guess you could say that Lifen, if it promises fast drying, that means less heat on the hair. This is interesting to me. It's it's interesting to see how many competitors are now coming out against Dyson, right? Like, because they've kind of owned that territory for so long. Okay, so that's a second one. The last one is, well, there's, there's two more, but let's see. Chowis AI Full Face Diagnosis. So it's My Skin, F-A-I-N, AI Full Face Skin Diagnosis Solution. One in the digital health category. It's a system that analyzes the skin using an AI algorithm. It's a small and portable device that can be used as a clip-on mechanism on a mobile phone or tablet and utilizes optimized lighting to analyze a total of 12 skin analysis parameters, providing more accurate optical analysis results. This reminds me of that machine at... The high mirror. No, the thing that I did at Rationale. 
Oh, the one at the Rationale. Okay, so here's my thing. The machine at Rationale is probably obviously like amazing. Also, the machines that they use at Biologique Recherche, like all of those devices that can like analyze your skin health or whatever. But we did already say that we think like AI and like being able to use your phone to analyze your skin is going to be the future. But do you remember the high mirror? Maybe it was too ahead of its time. I was super excited about it. And then I just never used it. Can you explain to people what it was? It was essentially just like a little webcam attached to a mirror that you would like use every day and it would analyze like the hydration in your skin. It would tell you how like old your skin looked or, you know, your wrinkle, analyze your wrinkles and things like that. I don't know that the technology is anywhere near as, you know, advanced as what this is. It probably isn't, but... There was also, you know, Skin Inc. has their device that allows you to analyze your skin hydration levels and things like that. And then also there's an app that was developed to support it using your phone. I just wonder, you know, like, what can you really tell with your phone? I felt the same way. I do feel that phone technology is getting and the camera technology is getting so much more advanced that there are going to be things that we're going to be able to do with our phones that we never thought were possible in the past. The whole thing for me is the skin ink thing I'm kind of sus of because there was a product from H2O Beauty, which is now a defunct brand that also measured your skin's hydration. You checked your skin's hydration and then you put on their product. And then of course it was like 100% increased levels of hydration. And it connected to your phone and all of that stuff. It just feels a little gimmicky in a way. And so what I am wondering is, okay, so you have this device, you literally put it over your phone, kind of like a ring light, like a selfie ring light. It analyzes your skin. But then what are you supposed to do with that information? Is it saying, okay, based on this, this is what you should be doing to your skin. This is the type of product you should be using with your skin. I think that's the missing component here. But again, perhaps this type of attachment is going to be sold to a brand like Revea, which is, you know, a new upcoming brand that also analyzes your skin with your phone. Maybe that's the move here, but still wondering what's going on there. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies, obviously, conspiracy theorists, I should say, who feel like a certain way about just having your face tracked in so many angles all the time. You know, it's like, where is that data going? Did you hear about what happened with the New York City Rockets? Yes. A woman went to go see the Rockettes on a school field trip with her kid and, you know, a school of kids, and they would not let her in the building because AI recognized her as being someone that worked at a law firm that currently had a lawsuit out against the parent company, I think, of the building. Dude, wild. It's fucking wild. Just saying. So it's not a theory. Yeah. These people aren't wrong. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. All right. The last one is Rutonix Dr. Finger Volume Booster version 2.0. I almost said finger blaster. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Rutonix's Dr. Finger Volume Booster version 2.0 is a tiny device designed to diagnose scalp conditions and prevent hair loss. It can replace a medical device that is 50 times heavier with the same performance per the company. The device can be connected to the company's app to perform professional hair loss management at home. I'm looking it up right now. This is a Korean brand, of course, always on the forefront. It says, Rutonics technology turned back the time of our 
youth. It says the volume booster strengthens the volume of hair roots and makes the hair richer with patent technology electroporation. It penetrates the hair follicle three times more intensively than applying it by hand, helping to solve hair loss or scalp problems quickly. You will feel a miraculous experience with just 10 minutes of investment. The finger-shaped head part can be used for a scalp sphincter massage (laughs) without much effort and can also be used for the face and body. Through its patented technology, electroporation, drugs and cosmetics are quickly absorbed into the dermis. This feels like the answer to PRP to the scalp in a professional setting. Also, I'm a little scared. What are the results? I want to see. There's no before and afters, unfortunately. The thing with these like hair growth scalp devices is it just takes so long to see a result and you just have to be so consistent and committed to using it that oftentimes people don't like they have those you know led hats and laser headbands that you can use at home to help with hair growth and thinning hair but i'm like are people actually like using it and seeing results and spend they spend like six hundred dollars on the device Pinpointing the cause of your hair loss or hair fall is so difficult. So hard. You should just go see a derm, like go see a doctor. I think if a professional is working with you and they recommend something like this, in addition to like diagnosing what they think could be going on with your hair, this makes sense. But I wouldn't be jumping to purchase this right out the gate because there's not even any before or afters on the website, as far as I can tell. I mean, there's one video that I'm seeing on YouTube. And I would love to see the actual results of this and how well it did or (laughs) maybe did not work. Yes, I agree. It's exciting though, all of the technological innovations. Like we love science. We do, we love tech and innovation, (laughs) but will these products succeed? But we don't like scams. (laughs) So TBD. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Follow us on all platforms for announcements and opportunities at Los Angeles Pod and join our Facebook group to share your own reviews. Los Angeles was created by Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It is a part of the ACAST network. Our episodes are mixed and edited by Roxy Flo and Stacey Abarca. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 